You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja. It's just you and me. Yes, we are sans skinny penis this week. Kender could not join us, so hopefully he'll be back next week after he takes care of that rash. So um, He has a lot of rashes, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to come up with some more creative this time. I used rash last time, so I'm a little disappointed in myself. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, I'll deal with that later. But, but this is episode <laughs> number one twenty one. We are recording on August fourteenth for release on August fifteenth. Um, got a couple topics. Not much going on Overwatch right now, but we are going to talk about a few things. One thing that we forgot to mentioned last week on the last week's show was that Hammond wasn't competitive. That did happen before we recorded, but I just totally missed that before the show. Uh, so I guess I want to talk about, uh, you know, my experience with that for the last week. We're going to talk about Bastion a little bit. Since all these heroes are getting reworks and stuff like that, and nobody's mentioned Bastion's name, it's kind of been a little weird since he's also an F-tier hero, pretty much. Like, he's at the bottom of the list. But, I mean, uh, he, well, I mean he did have a rework not too long ago, though. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's kind of what we're going to get into. And then we're going to talk about DPS a little bit of more specific, like, who should be doing the killing, you know, in, in the game. Like, you know, because the reason I'm bringing it up is there's a forum post about somebody saying, don't expect your DPS to carry. And I wanted to discuss that a little bit. Uh, but before we get into that, I would like to welcome anybody listening to Watchpoint Radio for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to check out the show. What do you talk about? Oh, yeah, we talk about Overwatch news and competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk about those topics, they revolve around that. Um, if you enjoy the show, you want to keep up with us, just follow us at uh, on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio. And you always can join us on our Discord server, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. We'd love to have you there to uh, talk and discuss Overwatch sometime. And of course, I'd like to welcome or well, thank any returning listeners, whether it's your first re-listen or 120th re-listen. Thank you very much for coming back to Watchpoint Radio. And, uh, you know, we do this every week for you guys. Uh, with that, we do have two new Twitch subscribers. We have F and Flood. And uh, actually, not, this is not a new subscriber, but um, a blind gentleman has resubscribed again, I think, for the sixth month in a row. So thank both of you for, you know, supporting supporting Twitch. And I promise we are working on more streaming content like that is not smoke so i that we do appreciate the support there on patron patreon i'd like to thank adam elkins for becoming a patron thank you very much for your support really appreciate it there and uh keeping us above our uh our deep v goal for the people 
So thank you guys uh, very much for your support there. I was going to say we didn't have any community feedback, but we just didn't get anything on iTunes or emails or anything like that. But I do think we had something. Yes, we did have one come through on Discord uh, where a user says, and I, I can't pronounce what the actual name is because he uses syntax. It's H3LD1NHO. Want to take a crack at that, Bob? I mean, I I have to apologize to everybody. I've got like pings on Mash. I've got eighty five pings on Discord. I literally got my computer set up just a couple hours ago and got stuff mounted, so I haven't caught up on Discord at all. Yeah, like I'm 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 not exactly sure how to say that how to say the name there, but he says or she says, guys. I just want I just wanted to say, well done for the podcast, Watchpoint Radio. The best one for any Overwatch subject so far. All my friends and I are here in Dublin, always looking forward to the next episode. We have tried to leave a review, but even after writing, the Irish store still says there are none. Keep up the good work. So oh, first of all, thank I, you very much. Oh, go ahead, Bob. Oh, I was just going to say, I did see this, and I was excited to go look and read it completely. I saw it while driving to Colorado, and I remember thinking to myself, I can't wait when I'm going to read that, but yeah, I did see gotcha. a little bit of that. I, I Next week, I'll be caught up, guys. I'll be I'll be back on track. Yeah, thank you very much for you know coming into Discord and at least trying to write an iTunes review. I'm not sure what's up with the with the Irish iTunes store that it's not showing your review. It didn't show up on like an American side either, so um, but yeah, thank you very much for for listening to the um, show and we're glad you're enjoying it one ahead, Bob. one thing i might point out you're trying to leave a review and it's your first time you've ever left a review on i on itunes if it's asking you for a user name it's asking you for a different one that you have for itunes it, itself and if you do it mobily and you put a name that's used it doesn't tell you that the name is used. Your review just doesn't come in. The only way that you know that it didn't take is the next time you leave a review, if it asks you to make a name, you know nothing you've done before that is counted. At least that was the last time that I tried to do one, but I doubt it's been fixed. That was like two years ago, a year and a half ago. Well, well now you know if that is the case. Yep. So, but thanks, Bob. Uh, so I would say let's get into, you know, what you've been doing in Overwatch, but you haven't been doing shit in Overwatch. I've been moving, selling a house, and everything that entails. Redoing piping and all kinds of stuff you have to pay for that you don't know you have to pay for when you sell a house. Uh-huh. But it's all, it's all been good. I'm here in Colorado. Got my room set up. For the most part, there's still a lot of stuff on the floor here you can't see, and a lot of art that needs to go on that wall. But for the most part, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable, and the dogs are feeling more comfortable. One of them's passed out right behind me. He's uh, pretty happy at the moment, so I'm doing good. And I can't wait to play some Overwatch tomorrow. All right, nice. So um, my weekend Overwatch has been a little weird. I actually... I decided to take my Church of Jaw account and move that up to where my he, uh, current like Sugar Bear account is for heals. Um, 
And I was like, okay, fine. I'll just take that account and I'll, I'll move it up a bit. And for everybody who says that ELO Hell doesn't exist, that's just that's just just not true. ELO Hell one hundred percent does exist. Uh, because what I did was with that account, what I was doing, I was purposefully playing characters that I was not great with and practicing with them. So I was to be honest with you, I even started laying off a Hanzo a little bit because I was just consistently winning with him. Not saying I was spectacular. But I was consistently winning. I was like averaging somewhere between 12 to 15K per match, even on a loss. And I was like, okay, I got the basics down. You know, I'll move to somebody else that I really feel like I'm weakened, but maybe it'll help a little bit more. So I started playing with Anna. Um, and while I was playing with Anna, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this account and move it up. And the reason is because it actually has my name on it. So when I do stuff like, I don't know, not switching a match, I really don't want that to come off <laughs> that come off that that bad. Uh so I was like, I'll move that, I'll move that account up. Um But this is what I found. I actually ended up playing with a couple people and the SR dropped to like into the twenty three hundreds. I'm like, ah, eh, it's not a big deal. I'll just hop on Zen, I'll hop on, you know, maybe even a tank, like play Things that I, I know I can play. Like, I'm already almost diamond on these other characters. I know I can play them well and get it up. Go ahead, Bob. You got something to say? You're, you're muted. Oh, sorry. You had, you had mentioned Zen. Um, I have been only listening to stuff on YouTube and stuff on podcasts, but I hear Zen's in a kind of a rough spot at the, the moment. I mean, I don't know. It depends what you call a rough spot. Is it because he's not being effective, or is it because he's dying more? Like he's being encountered more. Like what? What did you hear? Yeah. Well, I heard with wrecking ball coming in and the buffs to the other healers, Zen's just not working out well. Uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's kind of tough because when I did play on my on my account, that's up up higher. I was still effective. I was still doing pretty well. I was winning matches. I mean, I'm almost diamond again on that account, even though I dropped 150 SR. Um, down, I'm down in gold. It, this, I guess, this was, this was what I was going to kind of get to, right? Um, down in gold, I don't think the problem is with the other healers, right? Because what's happening is I'm, I'm finding that I'm out healing main healers in gold. Which is a problem. That's a red flag right there. Yeah, when I got an Anna on the team, when I have a Mercy on the team, when I have a Moira on the team, and I look at my and I look at my stats, and it has a gold medal next to it, and I haven't even used Trance yet. <laughs> you know, like that's a, that's kind of a problem. Yeah, I will say the Annas and the Moiras, I I can get because they're probably playing them wrong and trying to DPS as them. But the mercies, I don't get. I really don't get. It just it must mean that they're just dying way too bad much. Bad positioning. Bad positioning, yep. not working out, stuff like that. So no. Or using damage boost in the wrong places instead of healing. Like, maybe that's why. But that's kind of all I was getting at. Like, or like I know. Farrah Mercy, and they're just concentrating purely on Farrah, and Farrah's not taking any damage because no one's looking up. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I know that I'm not, I can play Zen fairly well, you know, and I'm playing matches where at when I'm playing Zen, I have gold heals and gold damage and gold eliminations, and that if you see that as Zenyatta, like that means you're gonna lose. 
<laughs> it probably means you're going to lose like because your team's not really doing anything unless you're the only healer and you're running like four dps and they're actually focusing i mean that can work yeah like things got so bad right where um we were playing king of the hill i'm zenyatta uh i go like we go in as a team i start the engagement by killing three people as in Yada Bob, I killed a tank and I killed uh, both of their healers. Straight as in up Jodak right there. Just like, well, it's, not, it's gold. It's not that it's, hard uh, to move that much. Jay Jonak. Jay Jonak <laughs> instead of Jay Jonak. Yep. I never I never take props for doing dope shit in gold. Because <laughs> it's easy. It's too easy to do. <laughs> I have a whole feed of me on Reaper in gold in season one and two. And I still watch it to this day. Like my tracking really makes me cry, but it's still fun. It, it makes you I feel mean, good. It's, yeah, it does. It does. I'm, I'm sorry. So, so I started the engagement by killing three people. One of their DPS kills me. I'm like, okay, no big deal. It's five versus three. It should be fine. No, it wasn't fine. By the time I spawned, they had the enemy had gotten the point. And then one of the um, the tanks had the audacity to say, whoever's on Zen needs to switch off because the Zen Yada ain't doing shit. I'm like, are you fucking serious, dude? Like, I just gave you a three versus five and you couldn't pull it off. It's, you what, know? I, it's what I said about that ELO long, long ago is that people just don't understand what's happening in the game. They only see, they don't watch the kill feed. They don't, they don't know what's going on in the game. And I yeah. feel for him because I was like that for at least the first 50 to 80 hours that I played the game. I just really didn't know what was going on because there's so much information. And so I want to be mad at him when they do that. But at the same time, I have to be like, well, I was that guy before. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's it it, it is tough. It's, it's just a bit frustrating because I'm just kind of like, like, whenever I play in that ELO, you know, if I'm actually trying, it is extremely, fr- I shouldn't say actually trying, right? If my goal is to climb, it is extremely frustrating because like, I usually play that ELO to learn, right? When I, I go, I play characters I'm not good at. My goal is to learn. So even if I'm losing, um, even if I'm not doing great, if I learn something from the match or if my stats are getting better, my accuracy is getting better, stuff like that. I'm okay with that. Like I'm actually okay with that. Yep, if same. I'm playing, if I'm playing in that elo, and I'm helping other people climb up, or I'm playing with you know uh, people that I know or people that I like or like with listeners, it's not that bad. Even though I will complain a bit more, um, because it is still a little frustrating. But like if you are actually trying to pull out of the elo, it is extremely frustrating when you know you can tell them you can give a good plan, you can tell them what to do, and they just don't do it. Like you need to stop trickling. Stop going in one at a time. And then when you come back, you see I've literally seen my teammates almost walking in a line one at a time to the point and getting decimated. Lemmings. And I'm just Yeah, exactly. Lemmings like, <laughs> right there. And I'm not even talking about over voice chat, you know, because I'll say it over voice chat or I'll talk put it over text chat. And they just don't, you know, they they're just not getting it. Oh, or we had a um we were playing on Junkertown, and uh, actually, we're going to kind of get into this a little bit with our Bastion conversation. We were playing on Junkertown, and I was playing Hanzo. 
And, you know, we just smoked them. We completely smoked them on our first run on attack. And their response was to go Bastion, right? And I'm Hanzo. I'm, I'm actually on that first shed to the right up top. I can hear the Bastion at the door. I'm like, okay, guys, they have Bastion. Piece of cake. <laughs> you know, no problem. What you need to do is you need to wait. The bridge will jump, will, will come down on top of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, and, I, and, yeah. I've, <laughs> I, I know exactly the plan you're trying to tell them, and I've done it many times. Yeah. And I said, that's the backup plan. If I can't kill the Bastion in the first place, I might just be able to kill him straight up. Yep. Because I'm going to be behind him. Okay. Start the game. The, you know, I, I, give him a, I, I, I let him start moving the, the payload a few feet. And when I come out of the, um, you know, from a little behind that little sign that's up top, I see a widow. Bam, headshot. She's out. I'll talk to her later. You know, then I turn around. I'm like, perfect. Storm arrow right into the back of the Bastion. I'm like, okay, guys, he's dead. Come on point and try not to let the mercy rise. If she reses, just kill the Bastion again. And I go down to the point and I killed their Zenyatta and I killed another DPS. And I'm waiting for my team to come back. I'm like, not come back, but like to, to see somebody on my team. And I get headshot by the widow who had respawned at this point. She came back out, she respawned, she headshot me, whatever. I go look at my team. They're all chasing a tracer by the end of the first point. A tracer had gotten back in, in the back, and they all followed the tracer around. And that's why the Mercy was able to, the Mercy Bastion came back out, got back on the payload with the, uh, with the Orissa, and just walked right through. And I'm just like, dude, that's, <laughs> that's demoralizing. It's extremely frustrating, especially when you're telling them good strategy and all you want to say is, dude, I'm diamond on my other account. Like, listen <laughs> to me, please. Listen to me, please. But yeah. that's what every asshole says. So no one believes you when you when you say that. So there's no point in saying it. And it just drives you nuts because people are arguing with it. And you're just like, oh, that's what I that's what I tell them. You should check out Prepare to Attack on iTunes. Yeah, I got a little dark. I was like, we deserve to lose. <laughs> and I just kind of like, I was, my, my tilt was at 100%. I was done. I was done. I was watching our Reinhardt um, walk into a Bastion with the shield. Like the Bastion wasn't going to break his shield down in four seconds or so. Like however long it takes for a Bastion to do that shit. I'm just like, I, I don't understand what's happening. I checked everybody's own voice comps, everybody's in chat. And I'm just like, why though? So that's how Overwatch has been going, Bob. That's what's going on right now. But at that ELO, and I got to be honest, I guess the point that I was trying to make is that um, at that ELO, I can see how people drop out of this game because it, it is frustrating. It is depressing. Unless when you playing, have friends to help you get out, yeah. it's really hard to get out. Right, yeah. When I'm playing at the at a higher ELO, high platinum, in most cases, because sometimes you really do get a bad batch of players. But in most cases, like you get wins, you get losses. But even if you lose, you kind of know why. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, this this thing did it. Not just a total. Not just a you know a complete lack, lack. of understanding of Overwatch. 
perfect way to say it. I was just about to say that. Just a lack of comprehension of how the game is played. And it really is the Platinum Promised Land in High Plat. At least yeah. the last time I played two and a half weeks ago. But it, yeah. it really yeah. is. Yes, you'll have DPS that probably should be playing DPS. You have a lot of different things. But for the most part, people know how the game's played at that point. Right. So, yeah, it, it is kind of, it, it is kind of, it's just kind of tough. So, and even LFG at that level is tough. I think we talked about that last week or maybe the week before that, but LFG at that level is tough too because you you have people who are a bit more community, uh, you know, they'll communicate more, but they'll st- they still just don't understand how the game is played. So, yeah, it's 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 rough, it's, man. So I don't it's know. It's better though. I mean, the looking for group is definitely better than just taking your chance. Uh, in some cases, in in some cases, it it is. I think what I'm gonna have to do to pull that account up is I may need to actually just take it, play a main tank, but I'm probably gonna have to lead every single group I have. Like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we need to do, you, you know, and, and make sure they listen and, you know, we can climb up. That's the only way that I climb. Breaking the platinum. Yeah. So, I mean, that's literally the shot calling is probably over the course of my Overwatch career. Shot calling is probably the thing that's helped me the most climbing. And it's not even good shot calling. It's just shot calling. It's just a call. It's a direction. And I am sure I make a ton of mistakes, but it's better than no call. Well, that's why I think my account on Zen climbed the way it did because I'm Zenyatta. I have to. I think I'm so tell too. You who the Discord? Who the Discord's on? And people are going to turn and hopefully attack that target. Um, if you are solo queuing in gold, I got to be honest. So it feels like DPS is the way to go because I'm. I was definitely way more successful on my Hanzo than I was on Zen or Anna or even my tanks like Zarya. I'm a fucking beast Zarya in gold. I'm a I'm a god tier Zarya in gold. Okay, <laughs> like, but it's like, it's not enough. It's just not enough. Yeah, I think yeah. if you can play DPS, that's the way to go. But then that's the way everybody wants to go. And if you have six DPS, then it's still not going to help you. This is true. That is true. It's tough, so. man. It's tough. The way they do cues and everything, it's just tough. Well, last week after the show, and this is after you left, you had to bounce, but we talked, like, I had an idea and I forgot to bring it up on the show. I I put out a clip on Twitter about it, but I talked about the game needs role preference for when you're going into a queue together. Not necessarily a role queue, but just a role, an option for role preference so that the matchmaker knows what you want to do. And yeah. that way it can hopefully put together better matches. Like, it shouldn't be putting together four DPS mains, five DPS mains, the people who want to play DPS. It should try to even it out, and then you can still be flexible because it's not going to lock you into that role. It just knows, like, these people want to play these things, and, you know, and it'll probably lead for less arguments. People play what they want to play more. So, I don't know. I, I, I am, the more I listened to it, the more I thought, that is a really good idea. Good job, me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But um, let's hop into our main topics. The first one we're going to talk about is Hammond and competitive. And um, right now, it's what you would expect. A lot of people not knowing what to do. 
I'm seeing people roll on the ground a lot, just just roll on the ground and trying to hook onto the side of something and like kind of you know bash their way in that way, which I'm like, okay, that can kind of work. Um, but from everything I've seen so far, the best way to use Hammond is to latch onto something above you and try to get us try to swing into the air and use pile driver to come down. That's the best way to initiate a fight with him from what I've seen. Uh, that is completely up to debate because I am I have not played Hammond once in competitive, not once yet, and I really I mean I, mean, I kind of I I like him as a character, but I kind of don't want to play him. I, I just don't want to play him. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm actually the same yeah. way. I really yeah, have I mean, no... I, I don't want to play him at all, really. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, have no, I, have no, I have no desire to actually play him. Like, I have characters I kind of like to play already, and he doesn't necessarily add to that. It's not like... Her, like I mean, I think Arissa was the last... Um, was the last character I was like, when she was coming out, I'm like... There she is. That's that's the new main for me. Like I really liked her, and then when I there started playing, I really liked her. Goes, you know, so there she goes again. No, uh, you can have one episode without breaking in the song, Bob. You could do that. Break it through <laughs> my. Face. Okay, but so, no, I, I I think Brigitte was the last. Like Brigitte still is my favorite new character to come in. I, I can see that. I mean, I use her because she's effective. You know, like I like I'm like, yeah. oh, you got a Genji and a Tracer? I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, and I just loved how she shook up the meta and all of that. But, but what I have heard though, just listening to things, is that people are upset about what you called out a lot, you know, weeks back uh, about the infinite tether, and oh, yeah. people are really complaining about that, especially on. Control points. Oh yeah, like Hanamura. Oh yeah. Oh my God, Hanamura. Every Lijek Tower. I have played Hanamura. Like Lijek Tower, I've seen it a few times, but every time I play Hanamura, it's that first point where they're swinging. That first point. Either he, either what I've seen happen is a, um, he's there from the beginning, and every time you get on the point, he does the spin, right, with the infinite tether. Mm-hmm. Or B, which is worse in my opinion. Now this is worse, where we'll break through the point, right? We'll break through the point. One of the tanks on the other team will immediately switch to Hammond, right? And this has happened more so. Like, of course, you always get the point with the last few seconds left, and it goes into overtime, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the enemy tanks turns into Hammond. You know, Hammond can get over there really, really fast. So he gets over there really, really fast. He connects to the bell. And then he starts swinging around, and he pushes people off just enough to get the round one. And the reason that's such a problem is because Hammond is stoppable. Totally. And I think we talked about that before. He has counters. But you have to be prepared for those counters, you know? If you don't have a McCree, if you don't have a May already, um, I don't know if Doomfist... I don't know who... who uh, who would win that fight? I was spinning him into a doom fist. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I'm so I'm just gonna either. go. With, I'm just gonna go with what I know. With the McCree, obviously uh, a junk rat trap, a May. If you don't have something that can CC Hammond while he's at full speed, you're kind of hosed. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're just kind of yep. hosed there. 
you have to be prepared for him. So if you see him at the beginning of the match, that's what I said earlier, if you see him at the beginning of the match, you can make those switches you need to handle him a little bit later. But if somebody does it at the very last second, it can mean a win for them. Um, so I, I've, I've definitely seen that. Um, but yeah, that's right. The, it, the infinite tether thing, the thing I called, that's that that's what's happening. I was talking to Kendra the other day, and he was saying, yeah, he's been seeing that too. Because it's the logical thing to do. And you know, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it if it wasn't so fucking easy to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I and I thought initially it would be harder to do, but watching some of the streams, watching Siegel do it, uh, it's definitely something that it that must be intuitive because he'll keep his camera in the same exact spot and be swinging, and you'll just see Hammond swinging in third person, and and like like I always thought it would be hard because you would get you would get dizzy trying to first person it but mm-hmm. they're they're just doing it with the WASD and it looks like it's looks like it's easier than i had thought yeah the swinging vertically is a little bit tougher but the swinging in a circle that's the one that's it's super easy to do super easy to do so um yeah, I mean, maybe Blizzard can tweak those controls a bit to make it a little harder to do that. Um, but, yeah, it's just way too easy to do. It's way too easy to zone people out of of an area with Hammond, which is a big deal in Overwatch, you know? It's just a huge deal in Overwatch. And that's one of his biggest issues, you know? I still, I still see people trying to, like... They just don't know what to do with him for the most part, right? You know, like, I'll see people... Actually, I have seen people do the swing in, the pile drive, and then now like they're like, what, "What? Okay, what do I do now?" Like they don't they don't <laughs> yeah. know what to do. You turn your shields on, you get the fuck out of there if you didn't kill anybody, dog. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, you maybe just, like <laughs> shoot a little bit, but your guns aren't that great. But to, but to take him out, I mean, I think the community just needs to understand that they need to focus Hammond quickly. Um, Hammond is one of my when I'm playing Hanzo. Hammond's one of my favorites. One of my fucking favorites. Even while he's mobile, he's very easy to hit. You know, like he's super easy to hit while he's in that little fucking ball. So he's that, that as a Hanzo, I've just feed off of him. He, he, it's fine. Or as DPS, I can I can farm my ult off of him. Uh, but when he's on my team, I get a little concerned because I know somebody else is doing the same exact thing, and he just they, he doesn't really know. You know, they don't really know what to do. I mean, Hammond, to me, he should be going after the weaker characters. Like, he really should be coming in, uh, trying to get a pile drive over, uh, like, one of the healers or something like that. And, you know, even if he misses the healer, doesn't kill him, they're in the air. He uses that while they're in the air to shoot him down. And I think that's what he should be doing. Uh, I have not played console yet, but I actually think it will be a little bit harder to use Hammond effectively. Actually, somebody just said... It, it, Death Squad would say it's not as easy on console to do that from what I've seen as Hammond. Okay, so there's my answer. Um, yeah, I don't think it's as easy to do the pile drive technique on console because on PC, when you get into the air, you just take your mouse and you start looking down as you're like kind of floating over them in the air and you can target way better. With console, I think taking your camera and turning it down that quickly 
is going to be a little harder. Like by the time you turn your camera down, you actually may have already missed your target. Yeah. Um. So, I I think that's the most effective way to use them. But I um I don't know. I'm not obviously I'm not a pro. We're gonna have an actual professional talk about it on Prepare to Attack. So I'm curious to to hear what they have to say about that. Um. But he hasn't been causing he hasn't been causing trouble for me from the enemy team. He's been causing trouble for me from my team. Somebody getting on my team and not using him properly and fucking like, you know, feeding the enemy team and stuff like that. Cause I see him in the even as Zenyatta, man, I fucking love that shit. So easy to track. He's just one huge fucking target that doesn't have any barriers in front of him or doesn't have a defense matrix. He can't put down a goddamn uh, shield. He can't have his goddamn health. <sighs> Great. <laughs> you yeah. know, no problem. So, um, yeah, that's. That's Hammond so far. I am curious to see what's going to happen as he continues to get played. Um, unfortunately, I say it's unfortunately. It probably won't be unfortunately for you, Bob. Uh, and maybe I'm singular in thinking this is the way the community works now is that it solely relies on like Overwatch League and its byproducts to figure out what the pros are doing, right? Yep. Like, um, you know, so if Overwatch League is off, I know that we got the World Cup coming up, so I know everybody's gonna be watching the World Cup trying to figure out how to use Hammond. <laughs> you, yeah, you know and well, saying? and we have can we have contenders, and they've been using Hammond as a main tank. It's a little weird, uh, right? Like they've been using him in dive in place of Monkey at times, and 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 things. So that's a little interesting, but we'll we'll have to see how it actually shakes out further right well i mean like just way more people watch overwatch league and probably the world cup than people watch contenders way substantially like, more substantially yeah. more hundreds like, i don't even know if hundreds of thousands more <laughs> yeah i mean the last time i watched contenders or, or saw a stream of contenders like i don't think there was ten thousand people watching the stream mm. you know more about so, like five or seven thousand yeah but that's the thing it's kind of like ease of access now like people watch overwatch league they'll do some, see somebody do something they'll replicate in the game but if the overwatch league isn't on they don't a try to use tech themselves or figure out tech themselves or go to forums or go to reddit and see what people are doing there's no there's not a whole lot of discussion there the people yeah, it's who are discussing much... there the people who are discussing there is a small portion of the community but go ahead bob it's pretty much if the overwatch league isn't going on then basically your over your overwatch uh, Overwatch Central and Stylos's channel basically rule the meta in those times. Yeah, that's kind of a pain in the ass. I got to be honest with you; like, <laughs> it really is. Because I hate to say it, but well, no, I don't hate to say it. I don't regret this. Overwatch's competitive community, compared to other competitive communities, is actually pretty casual. Um, with you, like other competitive communities. Uh, generally speaking, and we're not just talking about people who are in like, you know, we're not talking like League of Legends bronze and stuff like that or whatever their tiers are there. Um, other competitive communities, generally, uh, everybody's interested in improving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's competitive. Everybody's interested in improving. So they do whatever they can to get better uh, at the game at, 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 in most counts. 
Whereas with the Overwatch community, if somebody is not hand feeding them metas or hand feeding them, you know, this is what you should be using now, they may not necessarily make any changes to it, you know. Well, that's Maybe. the inherent problem with Overwatch as compared to League of Legends, compared to uh, Heroes of the Storm and games like that, is the the ability to counterpick during the match. That's something that isn't in those other MOBAs, and that's what makes Overwatch so unique and at the same time so very hard. It makes it a little... It makes it difficult, but it definitely... Um... I don't think it's that much harder to play Overwatch because the thing about it is Overwatch. The reason why it, I think um, you know games like League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm would suffer greatly uh, with uh, if you could counter pick in the middle of a match, right? It, it would be a shit show. It would be a complete shit show because of how many, not only how many abilities they have, but the, uh, the, um, I forget what they call them. The so I'm progression not a, uh, when you pick. The progression upgrades and stuff, yeah, stuff like that. And so, you know, you have to stick with what, what you have. Overwatch, each character only has a few abilities. So, you know, learning. And a they few don't change. Are, they don't morph yes. like they do in other MOBAs. Exactly. And that's where it kind of balances out there. So I'm not saying you have to master each character's abilities, right? But even if you are really good at one character, you at least have to know what the other characters are capable of. Maybe know how far Tracer can throw her, her, her pulse bomb or how far Roadhog uh, can you know, do his hook or something like that. So that way you know how to counterplay it or at least stay out of it. Yeah, stay out agreed. of the range. So, but yeah, what I was saying is that you know, other competitive communities, the people in the said communities are generally speaking... Um, you know, work a little harder. And I'm not saying that they're 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 obsessing about their game or anything like that, but they'll work a little harder just to you know to keep up with what's going on in the game and what's most effective at the time, and you know get better at those things. Whereas I see a lot of people in the Overwatch community that you know if they didn't hear about the meta from a video or something like that or saw an Overwatch league, they ain't doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. not gonna gonna do it. That's why I say the Overwatch community is a bit more casual, which probably not overwatch community but overwatch competitive community is a bit more casual than a lot of other competitive communities and i think that might be part of our problem with comp in general is that not everybody is really trying Try hard exactly so you know that you guys let me know what you think about that let me know if you think i'm wrong or not but uh yeah that that's i think that's that let's go ahead and move into the state of bastion and the reason i'm bringing it up is because I made a post in the forums uh, talking about how Bastion is not being addressed right now. Like, I think he says the last forum post about Bastion was in February. But, you know, we know that Bastion had a little... When Bastion got um, reworked before, he got a little... uh, He was a little overpowered. So people were using him, obviously, because he was OP. But then once they kind of fix that, he just went to being a low tier hero, tier hero again. You really only see him in like pirate ship type comps or somebody call him protect the president type comps where you, you know, you put him on the payload, same thing as pirate ship, but you put him on the payload and you have a, uh, you know, a wrist in front, Ryan in back maybe. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's really the only time you see him. You just don't see him all that often. I will say you definitely see him in lower tiers for sure. See him in lower tiers. 
because lower tier players have a really tough time dealing with him and he's kind of effective. Uh, so that that's an issue. But right now, as of the last meta report from OmnicMeta.com, which I think was in July. It might have been July or was it June? I really should have double-checked that. Sorry about that, guys. While you're checking that, I can say that just a reminder, the reason Bastion was overpowered when they did that first rework is because of the stacking of damage boosts that you could do. And that's where it was just... And they literally patched it within a day. It was that I forget what season that started on, but it was the first week of it. And if you did your place your your placements first couple days, it was the worst thing ever. It was. It was really bad. So yeah, it was June, was the last Omnic Meta report. And um I think Bastion on average has less than a ten percent pick rate across the board. So he's actually that that sounds bad. But he's actually right on. He was right on uh, t- uh, par with like May and Torbjorn. Actually, maybe Farron a little bit better than him. Nah, not a little bit better than him. Around the same. Um, but I mean, and Doomfist. He and, should be a niche peak. Like he, like he's one of your examples of something that needs to be niche. Like he can't be a every map character. Well, I'm going to get into that. That is something I'm going to talk about uh, here in, this, in, a, in a little bit. But he's like on tier, on par with these other characters that are getting reworks. Or at least buffs and stuff like that. Even though technically speaking, he did get a buff with the with the range thing for Farah. Well, not, well, I call it for Farah, but you know, the, the, the range uh, buff they gave all of the hit scans. Um, but, you know, we haven't heard anything about Bastion. And let me be clear. I am perfectly okay with that. I have to run a podcast, so we got to have a topic here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally okay with Bastion never being mentioned again. But um, the thing about Bastion is, I mean, there's a couple things about him, right? First of all, he's more of a liability than a help on your team. Because generally speaking, if a Bastion is on your team, you really need to focus around the Bastion. If he's going to play standard Bastion, which is usually going to sentry and then just fire. You know, it's a little different if the Bastion is actually moving around in recon mode. One of my favorite things to do as Bastion is to get that recon kill card. <laughs> like that is because there's a card you can get in the game for the amount of recon kills that you get, uh, which is always hilarious to me. Um, um, did they did they fix his drop off? Did they change his drop off in recon mode at all? Everybody, yeah, I think him, McCree, and Soldier. So okay. it should have been everybody. Um, but yeah, if you have somebody doing that and maybe only going to Sentry when, like, maybe they get the drop on somebody or something like that, that's a little bit of a different story. But you usually just don't see people playing Bastion like that. Most of the time, you got to babysit the Bastion. So in cases like that, it's actually, in most cases, it's pretty easy to overcome. Uh, the reason why pirate ship is so effective on, uh, on on Junkertown is because if you don't get him off of that payload, um, by the time you get under that, I want to say the second underpass, you're not going to get him off the payload <laughs> because there's there's nowhere to drop down on him and stuff like that. And even after that, there's only so many other places to drop down onto their team and take them off. Exactly. And if your team doesn't have patience, 
let them get a little bit ground, let them come around the corner. You use use the walls, and then you drop down. He's done. But so many times in comp, people have no patience, and two people get picked right off the bat. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to have enough DPS to pounce on him. Exactly. And then on top of that, like you, once you kill him, you got to kill the mercy. You got to kill the mercy because she'll bring him back. Or if you let her bring him back, which I don't know why it's so common, but mercy gets reses off in the middle of fights all the time. That's a conversation for a different topic. Um, you know, you got to kill him immediately again. And people just don't do that. Um, so yeah, even if somebody does, like I said, if somebody, if you do fortify yourself with your bastion, like you sit yourself, set yourself up in the corner and you know, you got a shield in front of them. If the enemy team knows how to get through that, like, you know, like dive onto them or, you know, get your shield busted and, or maybe you get hacked or something like that, then he's done. Like you're, you're, you, you have to focus your team. Like your team is probably done at that point. Cause it's, it's one of your DPSs. So that's why he's more viability help. But then on top of that, Bastion as a character is not fun to play. He's not fun to play against. Nobody yeah. wants to play a turret. I don't want to play a turret. Oh, come I don't on. want to play against a turret. I don't want to play a turret. Okay, you, haven't my... had, you tell me you haven't had a good time playing Bastion when you fucking kill five people right in a row. And it's just like, I mean, come on. Like that only little piece feeling, of it is fun. Only when I'm feeling like an asshole. Like when I'm doing when I'm doing Salt Watch, sure, <laughs> like like that's All fine. Right. Well, I but guess I'm just an asshole speaking, then. Generally speaking, it is not. I don't think it's fun to sit and play Bastion, and I don't think like especially if I'm playing like a serious game, right? Uh, and then I don't think it's fun to play, especially play against a Bastion. Like the the way Bastion operates, it encourages his teammates to just fortify around him. Like no no shit that people do. Uh, you know, uh, pirate ship on a cart where you know. They'll put a Bastion on. They'll put a, uh, a Russell Shield in front. They'll put a Ryan Shield in back. Who wants to play against that? I Nobody. will say, I hate playing against Bastion on lots of uh, lots of heroes. Playing as a Hanzo, I love playing against Bastion because it's a stationary target that I could just just lay arrows into all day and not miss. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. Like Hanzo is pretty is very strong against them, but like yeah, I mean Reinhardt it's just, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that Reinhardt's sucks. Like I'm like, I'm like guys, I'm not putting up my shield. Like we have to wait around a corner for him. Period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm um I'm I'm not a I just don't think he's a, a fun archetype, and he encourages unfun play. To be perfectly honest with you, he just, just like he May. Does. Yeah, exactly. Like May also encourages, you know, is is anti fun. I think I forget yeah. who said that. Like somebody she's said that. Definitely like, anti fun. Yeah, she is. An, she's an anti fun character, and, and Bastion's the same way. So I mean, to be honest with you, I, I think the bash the fix for Bastion is is a few things. Um, I I I think he will need another rework, and I think it, the rework should focus around him not being a stationary target. You know, gotta be honest with you. I like think the reworks are focused around him not being a stationary target, like a rolling tank, like a rolling tank. Yeah, I think um, that definitely really gonna... cut his DPS down. Then, oh yeah, like it wouldn't be an ultimate anymore, right? Instead of going into sentry mode, he can actually turn the tank. Uh, he can only uh, have obviously he has limited ammo, 
when he's in tank form and then he has to reload he'll probably need even if 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 the thing if the um uh i don't know what you want to call it. if the ammo is strong or if the shots are strong then you know he probably needs to have like a long reload time you know stuff like that but you know him like just sitting there and sitting behind a Ryan shield and just out and just like pouring out damage is i'm i'm sorry like that it i think we it's been over 2 years in the game he has never been a high pick uh when he's not overpowered right when he's overpowered he's a high pick but when he's not overpowered he doesn't get a high pick at all it's not that he's underpowered right now but is he like you know he's just one not fun to play two he's easily countered as long as you know how to count on. Um, I think it's time to actually rework his kit. And for his ultimate, somebody suggested in the forums that his, oh, hold on a second, let me see if I can find what they said that his ultimate should be. It was something called like overdrive or overclock, uh, something like that where he operates, like it's, I guess it's like a nano boost or something like that. It's something like a nano boost where he moves faster, he shoots faster, shit like that. Um, actually, here we go. Bash's new ultimate would, incre- would instead improve the performance of all of his modes, returning sentry mode and tank mode to their former glory for a short time and making recon rifle better as well. 12 second duration, 50, 50% faster um, transformations, 25% ironclad, recon no spread, 25% reload faster, sentry 50% reload faster, 25% faster fire rate, tank three seconds per shot. Oh, this is with, okay. Yeah. He, uh, this person also had idea for tanks. So, um, I don't think so. What I think his ultimate should be is that he become, he, he's able to shell, right? He turns into like, a um, uh, um, I forget what the, you actually call those fucking weapons that shoot mortars. Um, uh, oh my mortar. God. I mean, like, more, but yeah, it is okay. The weapon is called the mortar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it I thought it was shells. called the okay. Yeah, so um, he can do that and shell from a distance. For like, you know, he can shoot like three. He can like shoot like either a volley or like you know, let's say three shells or something like that. Like he basically puts the targets in place and then he shoots them. So he can actually shell the enemy team as they're fortified into something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's it's just kind of like kind of like a doom fist ult, but you. You place three. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have as wide of a um, radius, you know, but you can put them in multiple spots. Like, basically, you can move uh, Widow out of place or Hanzo out of place. Obviously, like, a little marker would be there as the the, uh, shells are coming down. So that there was counterplay to it. Exactly, yeah. Get you. Yeah, 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 I got that. Yeah, so I think that would be cool. But I think they need, I think Sentry has to go. Ultimately, that's what I think has to happen. I think Sentry has to go. They would have to fix the cinematic, though, where the Bastions are going into Sentry mode. Well, maybe or not. they would have to <clears throat> say Bastion got the last Bastion got an upgrade of a, a source or something like that. Maybe. Well, maybe they don't have to because, for example, um, Michael Chu actually just talked about this because somebody suggested that in the lore they address character reworks. And Michael Chu said that they weren't um, they weren't opposed to doing that, but you know, for example, Hanzo doesn't have scatter arrow anymore, but he still carries his scatter arrow on his model, so it's still there. 
you know, he just doesn't use it. So Bastion, technically speaking, is still going to century. He just doesn't use it anymore for whatever reason. He still has and, a shield, just doesn't use it anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know. Ah, that shield, you know. After I broke my axle and I could turn over, uh, you know, over. Don't uh, need it anymore. Yeah, I could I could turn all the way around the circle now, so. Yeah, so. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I think that the thing about Bash, like the next rework they give him, if they want to, you know, that would be, yeah, like you got you got to take away Sentry. Now that's if they do another rework. They could just leave him as a niche character that everybody hates. <laughs> you know, they could. And we talked about this before, but dude, at some point you are going to have characters that are just straight up niche that you only use every now and again. If Overwatch continues to get a new character every four months, it's just going to happen. And Blizzard has to be okay with that. Blizzard doesn't have to keep making every character viable in more situations, for example. Like, you know, yo, think, you want to play this character? They need to be able to kill on a regular basis. <laughs> you know, that. I think as far as pro play, though, it seems like they're trying to get him played some. I don't think they're trying to get him played all the time. But, like, the Symmetra re- rework, they got that in because Symmetra was literally the only character that saw zero play ever in the inaugural season of the Overwatch League. So she was definitely a problem. She was the weakest link. You know, she, like, literally, that was proven. Like, even Torb was played, different situations, very few, but success successfully in different situations, mainly Jake from the Houston Outlaws, but Symmetra was played zero. Right. Not one second. No, I, I, I mean I get that. Don't get me wrong, but but, but you I, know. I I think they're. I'm just speculating, but I think they're starting to realize that they're not going to make everybody viable, and that's a that's a arduous and a fool and a foolhardy task. Well, and their crusade to make that happen is part of the problem we have with some of the characters, right? I mean, you look at Hanzo. Hanzo, and I'm predicting a bit of a problem with Torp, too, when he comes. I'm not exactly sure where they're going to fuck that up, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be a bit of a but problem But they're going to fuck it up, right? <laughs> yeah, not majorly, just a, uh, just a little bit. But with Hanzo, right, or all, let's take all those characters in that defense class, you know. They were built to stop people from coming in, to, to push you back, to stop you from coming into a point, not necessarily to just kill you, because look at Torb's turret. How many kills is Torb's turret, is Torb's turret getting? It's more of a deterrent than anything. You know, yep. Bastion should be more of a deterrent than anything. You should not be running into a Bastion and getting slaughtered. You know, and a lot I of think. Those... Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say I think that their mentality has changed. Like right, well, that's what I'm saying. When like they well, changed they... the DPS and they took defense out of the game. Well, that's, that's when they're like, kinda... "We're oh, you're." I'm go, getting to that. Yeah, go so... on. Yeah, so basically, you know, those characters were built from the ground up to do those things. Now they want to take those characters and make them uh, be, uh, you know, have more DPS or get more kills so players feel better, right? But they're forgetting certain aspects of those characters that made them 
basically, you know, those unmovable objects. The att- the offensive characters were the uh, unstoppable force. These defense characters are supposed to be the unmovable objects. And now you're adding unstoppable force characteristics to an unmovable object, which is causing some issues. Um, you know, like, you know, Hanzo hitting, hitting, like hitting like a truck because he's supposed to deter you from coming in. Now he can move around and attack and still hit you like a truck, right? He has high, you know, pretty high mobility. Only Genji, I think has better mobility than him in, uh. in most cases. Yeah, and that was just a mistake by Blizzard in the beginning. I mean, it was funny because they had Widow and Hanzo as defense, but in the beginning and throughout most of Overwatch, they were better on attack than they were on defense ever. So right. So it's just like they screwed up in their design of the game, and they made the game too fast-paced, I think, for those types of characters. Like, like unless you have a way to bring them back quickly... They, they they just you know they're they're unstoppable but unstoppable for someone who knows what they're doing and against a team that doesn't know how to take them out they they, they made the mobile characters too good for the for those def, those defensive characters to work as intended in my right. in my opinion oh no yeah that's that's a valid opinion but like still some of the characteristics they gave those characters to try to make them, you know, survive longer on points and, you know, stuff like that. Those are kind of coming back to, to haunt those characters will come back to haunt when now you're trying to change the role of the character from just somebody who's supposed to just deter people off the point and uh, maybe hold people back to actually engaging people, you know, yep. like look at Tor, right? I, I can almost guarantee you that Tor being able to throw his turret and then still being able to lay damage with his primary weapon, which is a fucking beast of a weapon, it's gonna he's gonna be Mini able to put out a shit ton of DPS, man. Like he's gonna be able to, he's gonna be a monster. Yep. So Tory Bjord. Yeah. I think that's these characters who they're turning into DPS characters or, or more so just damage characters. They need to figure out what they want the damage category to be and work those characters into that. Because if you notice, most of the attack characters aren't getting reworks, <laughs> you know, no, they're, pretty, because, they're pretty balanced, yeah. <clears throat> you know, for what they want them to do. So we'll see what they do there. Um, but let's get into our last conversation about DPSs and, you know, who should really be doing the killing around here, <laughs> you know, in, in, in Overwatch. Cause what you'll hear a lot is, uh, you know, nothing's dying. Nothing's dying. Like, that's why we're losing, because no, nothing's dying. The DPS aren't doing their jobs. And, I hate uh, that. They were... Go ahead and say it again. I said I hate that. Yeah, so, um, actually, there was a forum post. That, here, I'll just read it from this person. It says, it seems this is the tried true complaint on the forums and the game. DPS, DPS is terrible. Do something DPS, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing is dying. So it must be the fault of the DPS, right? Except not really. If DPS equals skills, then every team would be always be six DPS. Why would you play why wouldn't you play DPS? These complaints usually come from tanks and supports that aren't actually doing anything. Let's pick Reinhardt and Zarya when attacking King's Row, then spend three minutes standing at the choke waiting for the DPS to kill them all, while our supports fully so uh focus solely on keeping up the tanks. Then the tanks use their ultimates, 1v6, at the minute mark and complain about respawning DPS not following up. 
It would be great if I could join a game and then just stand stand around while DPS kills everything like you think they're supposed to. But that's not how the game works. Kills don't happen if tanks don't set them up. Kills don't happen if DPS is running for health packs because they can't catch a heal. DPS getting kills is what happens at the end of a chain of events. Stop expecting them to start and finish that chain on their own while you stand around the choke. Amen. Hallelujah. This is, yes, the answer to your original question is whose job is it to kill? Everyone, even Mercy, every single character. Like the Philadelphia Fusion showed us in the Overwatch League playoffs, their Mercy was averaging 18 kills. So that means they got at least a little bit of damage on 18 people in a map. It's everybody's job to kill. And I hear that so often too. Like we don't have enough damage. The the DPS isn't doing anything. And it drives me nuts because they can't do everything. And I mean, like maybe if you have a widow and a Hanzo, maybe you wait for a, for a pick, but if you're standing at the choke with Ryan, you're wasting time. Like you have to take that plunge that, all right, we're going in, you know, and you're just going in and you just hope that everybody is, you know, attacking the target that, that you're going after, but it is everybody's. That's why they made the healers and the tanks do so much, so much damage in this game. It's not like world of Warcraft where your tank literally can't do damage to save his life. It's, your tanks do a lot of damage. And if you're not helping and doing everything you can do to help kill the target, then no, yeah, your DPS cannot do everything. That is 100% correct. Now, you got to put some perspective on this too. Like, if, if exactly what he said is happening, then yeah, like you can't. And I have seen that. I have seen tanks sit at the choke point or that first gate in King's Row and just stand there with their shield up. I have seen that happen. Let the shield go down to nothing, and then they walk over to the left, let it rebuild. They do it again. They're like, guys, I have blocked 12,000 damage. I don't know why you can't kill anybody. Because we're not in the fight, dude. Exactly, yeah. That's that's the thing. Like If they're doing that, then yeah, fuck those guys. Now, um... The thing about DPS, I have been in games with DPS who were arguing that the tanks weren't doing anything or the heals weren't doing anything when they weren't doing what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to work as a team. It's supposed to be a unit, right? So your tanks are supposed to be creating space for you, you know, and helping you engage in that fight. If you have a Reinhardt and they have a Reinhardt, uh, you're on attack, they're on defense, you know, you're just, unless you are one of those characters who can position yourself somewhere, You'll just be shooting into a shield. It's up to your Reinhardt or your tanks to help get that shield either out of the way or at least engage their Reinhardt or, or something like that. Like your tanks have to do something. Yeah, on, I mean, yeah. Like it, it, it an got, example, if you're a Rhin and they have an Orissa and Orissa drops her shield, something you can do is you can just run really quickly in front of Orissa's shield, put up your Rhine shield. And then if your DPS are smart enough to run past the Orissa shield also, boom, you just won shield fight, you know, right there. And also something that doesn't happen in the lower elos is like 
your DPS and your heals, like if you're Zen, everybody should be focusing the shield on the other side. Whoever breaks that shield first wins. But you should still be moving in towards each other to clash, especially if you're on offense. You should be moving in. What like if your shield's up on Ryan, you should be walking forward. Exactly. He should be moving forward. Like and when I I've seen Ryan's on offense move back from a Ryan on defense. I'm like, oh my God, you are going the wrong way, sir. So, <laughs> you know? That's a hard thing as a Ryan, because you have to have a lot of trust and in your team, yeah. I like I am guilty of that. Is something that death blow when we first started the team was like Bob, Bob. If you back up, you're scaring the shit out of your entire team. Like you just got to go. You just got to go in. And I was. It was a really hard thing for me to change because like my shield starts getting low. I want to back up. Like it's just natural. But that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to move forward. Like once you've started that push, you just keep going. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. Like the tanks need to make some space so that the DPS can actually get some get some damage in. But like I said, the DPS actually have to do damage. What I'm gonna say is that it is the responsible responsibility of the DPS to get the damage in. Even if the tanks are the ones that are doing the final blows and getting the kills and stuff like that, or the healers are getting the kills, the the majority of the damage I believe should be coming from those damage characters you know what i'm saying like a soldier a soldier like when i play soldier i am not um obsessed with my kill count right like my actual eliminations not necessarily obsessed with that but if i don't have gold damage or at least silver damage i know that i am not doing something right or something's not going right i should say i think that if if you want to like a rule of thumb like a basic rule to follow because there's lots of things that change this up, but if you want a basic rule to follow, if you're running 2-2-2, if you have two DPS, at least one DPS should be gold. They should be like your Farah, your soldier, your Hanzo, your, you know, your 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 steady damage that comes out. But then like you look at Widow, like Widow shouldn't be gold damage. Right. If your Widow's gold damage, you got problems. Even if she's killing constantly, there should be more damage out there than her. Genji's another thing. Tracer can go either way. It just kind of depends on how many people she catches at her pulse bombs throughout the map. But Tracer could be the same way. Their job is to secure the kill that the Farah set up or the Hanzo set up or the Junkrat set up. Like they're trying to put out constant damage. So if you're looking for like a basic rule, one of your DPS should be focusing on cleaning up the kills and securing them. And the other one should be focusing on damage. If they're both focusing on damage, you'll have a lot of times where the supports on the other team are just getting, just getting fat hookups because they like you have a junk rat and a Farah and no one's actually killing anybody. They're just doing a lot of damage. So right, that's where I would yeah. go with that. That that's the thing. Like, like you really have to look at what's going on and what your team composition is. Right, like you know that that's if if you're if you if you notice that you're not getting a lot of damage and it's not just the metal near your name. So you actually have to look at the damage you're getting. You got to pay attention to that. And if you notice that you're three minutes into this match and you don't have that much damage, 
why don't you have that much damage? Are you not positioning properly? Are you missing your shots? Did you die too early? Did you die too early? Is the or and this is something that can happen. Is the is the team getting too much damage mitigation? Is the enemy team mitigating too much damage? I mean, their shields aren't coming down. Their tanks, like uh, Diva, are mitigating your damage or some shit like that. And if that's the case, then you have to work on that. By guys, we're not breaking shields. We gotta either break the shield, move through the shield, something like that. Um, but yeah, like it's it's not solely on DPS to get kills. Because you will hear that where a tank won't move forward until there is a pick. If you get a pick, sure. <laughs> you know, go ahead. and That's a good sign that, hey, green light guys, they're down one person. But that's not the only time that as a tank you should, you know, be moving. You know, actually, yeah. I got funny seriously, story. Seriously, guys, like, like take that, ad- that, that advice because my SR of all my accounts flew up after I really took that to heart. Like I'll even just, I'll just walk in. Like I'll just walk in. Like I'll be in a solo queue and I'll just walk in. And it's better than if I just stand at the choke, like it could go wrong, but oftentimes it goes right. So if you're a tank walk forward. Sorry. Story. Yeah, it's a funny story. It's about a DPS who yelled at me about not keeping my shield up as Reinhardt. Um, it was a Farah. That's why the story's funny. <laughs> because it was, a, it was a Farah who was like, Reinhardt, keep your shield up. And I was like, who's saying that? And I look up to look at the name. Hey, well, that's your like, fault, Ja. Uh, what? That's it's my you, fault? It's your fault. I don't know if you remember, but... Uh... A couple months ago, you're talking about oh, flightless your uh, flightless Farah. Yeah, you. It's your fault, dude. I will never blame a Reinhardt for me getting killed on the ground. I know the risks. <laughs> I know the risk of playing the flightless Farah. It's more of a surprise tactic. I did it in the count match with a couple of people. I was like, guys, they never expect it. Trust me. And they didn't expect it, Bob. They never expect to see me clicking my heels across the ground. I'm just Farrah. saying it's your fault. <laughs> but um no like yeah it was a farah and she I, I thought it was like the mccree or something like that no because basically i was playing i was playing like aggressive reinhardt i was having my shield up moving toward the group moving toward the group and they weren't moving back i'm like okay i'm gonna fuck y'all up as soon as i get in here and that's what i was doing and i'm like i'm getting kills and you know i'm getting damage but the farah is dying and they're coming oh my god reinhardt keep your shield up and i'm like Dude, why are you on the ground getting the fucking air? If you're taking damage, hit shift. <laughs> Get out of here. This ain't Get- Unreal Tournament, dude. You got, <laughs> you, like, you've got wings. Fly. Yeah. It's like, get out of there. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Get up in the air. Yeah, like, come on. Like, it, it, it was ridiculous. I just thought that was a funny story. But yeah, yeah as a tank, you should not necessarily be just be waiting for DPS to... To, to to get kills you know and healers I, I i have to remember the exact um i think it's the mercy prepared to attack because i don't think he talked about it on the zenyatta one but food talked about healing priority and tanks aren't necessarily your number one healing priority and i ha- if i could if i might have to go yep. back and listen through to see it which depends. one it is yeah, well, Zen, he talked about healing priority, and it was different. Like, Zen, the healing priority was the other main healer. Right. But then the main healer... That's healers, I think it's the Mercy one. Yeah, it's like, 
well, your tanks, you have to decide. Like, you know, you're, you're going to want to keep your DPS up regardless. Your tanks don't need as much love. But it, but it depends on comp you're, you're running to. You know, sometimes you center it on a Rhine, and your, your Rhine is your, is your bastion, you know, and he's going in, and they're just pushing resources into him like crazy. And, you know, and in those types of instances, like it's very normal for Ryan to have gold damage because he's basically not even using his shield hardly at, at all. He's just going and cleaving the other death ball. So right. it just kind of depends. But yeah, I get what you're saying, though, about the healing priority. Yeah, you got to make sure you he- your DPS stay healed up so that because they, they have less health than your tanks, obviously. So a half-health tank still has more health than a full-health DPS. You got to keep that in mind in healing. So, yeah. yeah, D, Don't wait for the DPS carry. Work as a team. Do your job. All right? So but if you gonna... can find yourself a DPS carry, kiss that dude or girl's ass because they'll help you climb. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, <clears throat> We're going to go ahead and move into the community question. This week, it is from Miggy. He says, uh, here's the question, you know, is there a wrong way to play a hero? E.g. DPS, Moira, passive Ryan versus aggressive Ryan, flanking Tracer versus one that stays with their team. So I'm going to say there are many ways to play a hero. And one of those ways is definitely the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the hero. okay, so like for his specific ones... Two of them, definite wrong ways. Tracer, she could be played either way. Same with Genji. She could be like he could be played either way. It depends on your team comp, to be honest, and it depends on the other team's comp. But DPS Moira, definitely wrong. Passive Ryan, definitely wrong. Like if you want to play passive Ryan, play Orissa. And then you could actually get some damage on the other people while being passive. Well, uh, it depends what you call it. What do you define as a passive Reinhardt? Because for me, passive Ryan is somebody who does not, like, um, like they're, like, backing up. Like, that type of Reinhardt. But, like, if, if you're a Reinhardt and you have a ton of damage coming from behind your shield and keeping your shield up so that damage can, uh, can you know, break down the other shield, that's not necessarily being passive to me. That's just a different strategy. But go ahead. I would disagree with that in everything except for like a pirate ship comp where Bastion is the most important character and you have to keep him safe. But like, I think the passive ride is one of the worst ways you can play Ryan and why so many people hate playing Ryan too is because they think they have to keep that shield up. But really that shield like if there's someone in front of you, you should probably be swinging and then throwing your shield up and then swinging. Although there's some new changes I'm gonna have to test out when I when I get back into playing. Like supposedly they've messed up the the animation cancellations, which is really gonna fuck shit up for Ryan. But I'm gonna have to test that out before I talk about it here. But you shouldn't be playing Ryan passively. If you do, like you're going to lose a lot more games than, than win. But there are characters to play passively. And when I talk about passively, I'm just talking about not being aggressive, not moving in, not 
swinging when there's two people in front of you. That's what I'm talking about. Right. So, um, but yeah, and those examples, like those are very specific and examples. DPS Moira, like Moira, lowest DPS of any support character in the game, including Mercy. So don't do it, guys. Don't like don't if you want a DPS, don't play Moira. Right. So in general, though, like I said, there's many ways to play a character, but there are definitely can be wrong ways. Like a, 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 a if you play a character in a way that's just not. Uh, productive or it really brings down the effectiveness of the character like playing dps more is one of the worst things you can do with her because it really brings down her effectiveness she's not an effective dps and the fact that she's you know trying to get more dps as opposed to healing she's not focused on healing like that you know she's just being an effective healer whenever you pick up a uh a role right there are some basics that people expect you to do no matter what character you pick in that role, um, if you pick a tank, you are expected to make space and mitigate damage. If you are a DPS, you're expected to get damage or kills or both. And if you are a support, you are expected to heal. That's You are definitely expected to heal. Even if you play Brigitte, you're expected to get some heals. If somebody hates, I need healing, they're looking at you. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's what they're looking well, to do. And you can even go further. Like, like for instance, Moira is considered a main heal because the amount of healing that she can put out and the amount of DPS she can put out. She's a main healer. So, so you have to you you have to go into those roles expecting to heat like you should be top healing, period. Now Moira excels at picking off the last like she definitely should still be doing dps you know like that's what we were talking about earlier about whose job is it to kill she should definitely be doing some dps but just not her main focus like she should be knocking out the pharaoh who is you know got you know 75 health or 50 health left up in this up in this sky she could do that really quick like that's where she should be doing dps so, yeah, I mean, not to mention doing DPS for her does help her keep her healing mojo up. I mean, that's why when I play when I play Mora, um, if I'm not healing, I just hold down the right click. I just hold it down, and as I move my mouse around, I'm like, okay, take a little from you, take a little from you, you know. But I'm I'm actually my head is on a swivel for those little you know health markers. Like, okay, this person needs health. This person needs health. That's what I'm actually looking for. But also trying not to, um, you know, trying not to let my teammates die <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's the, there is definitely a wrong way to play a hero but you do need to be a bit flexible like there are multiple ways to play a hero and i mean the 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 the, the, the credo of the show is that the meta is not gospel and that also goes for the ways that you play characters right Finding new ways to play characters is a great way to help keep the game fresh. And I don't want to discourage anybody from trying to figure out new ways, new uh, effective ways to play characters. Just because a pro plays a character a certain way doesn't mean, oh, pro, that's the way the pros do it. That's the way we all got to do it. That does not mean that. If you want to watch a pro that really thinks outside of the box, and well, I guess he's an ex-pro now because he quit the Overwatch League, then watch Siegel's watch Siegel stream. 
that guy, he'll even explain to you what he's doing and why. And it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. Right. Yeah, but um because most you- most pros don't think out of the box. That's why coaches are so are so important because pros they're mechanically gifted, but they're not thinking outside of the box. They're just concentrating on being the best they possibly can on the character that someone else told them to play. Now, I, that's a generalization, but it's a generalization that stands true for most of the pro scene in Overwatch. Right, yeah. I said it's one of the one of the issues that I have with the way that the, the pro scene is handled in Overwatch is that it, you know, it relies on so few people. And um, you know, when the pros start doing a specific thing, they kind of stick to it. And you don't see much uh stick to it hard. They stick to it hard. You don't see much uh variation in it. Well, it has a lot to do with one, there's a small amount of people who comprise the pro community. Two, there's so many changes that happen in this game that it actually makes sense for them to play it the way they are right now, right? That actually makes sense because they know even if they start trying to do these things, like, you know, come up with new ways to, you know, uh, you know, play these characters or play these maps, there's going to be a change coming in a month or two that may make that completely irrelevant. So why not just wait for the change to come and then do it again? Um, so, yeah, that, that that's kind of the thing with, 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 with Overwatch and why I say, you know, the well, the meta is not gospel because yes. you, you and like you, you may find out something just by trying a little bit extra that the pros really haven't thought about. But go ahead, Bob. Definitely, and uh, contenders is actually a good place for that stuff to happen because that's where the the goats comp, the three o three comp came out with you know the three the three tanks and the three support. Uh, like that's where that whole thing started, and then it moved to the Overwatch League because they saw the uh, the uh, the uh, the effectiveness of it. So, the pro scene is could probably tell you what's working the best at the time, but it definitely isn't something you have to stick to. You can definitely win in other ways, and that was one yeah. of the hard lessons for me to learn over the last no couple months. You'll probably find more ingenuity in lower tiers. Like at Hometown Hero here in Philadelphia, there was a team that had an amazing fake out on Hanamura. They like they're on the first point, they completely faked the uh the defending team out, making them think they were going to the other side of the lot on the first point and just came back around to the first point and basically took the point and ended up pushing them off into the back of the lot and trapping them back there. But was it as good as the Gladiators fake out? You well, know, where they went around the entire fucking map. So yeah, no. they like so. <laughs> uh, Surefor picked Brigitte. They like made it look like the th- the three o three cop, but then five of them walked out the door, walked all the way around, and Surefor just stood there in spawn as Brigitte and the uh, Overwatch League ad, uh, the, you know, systems administrators, the guys that do what we do, like actually got in contact with the team coach. It was like, is something wrong with his computer? Cause he's just sitting there. He's not moving at all. He's looking at this, at his team, at his teammate screen on the left. Then once they're all the way up top and the whole team is like, 
thinking that they're all there. Surefor switches to Widow and then kills three people. Bam, bam, bam. Because they had all rotated back to where he could see him from spawn. And they just destroyed. It was the coolest thing I think I saw the entire the entire inaugural season. And that's the type of thinking that coaches and and those types of things are gonna help us gonna gonna help us see people that are just watching and be like, why don't you try this? Instead of a player who's thinking about how they should play perfectly. They're not thinking about what they can do outside of the box. Right, exactly. And that's, you know, you want to see more flexible playing like that. And it's a shame we only got to see something like that, I don't know, like once. Was there something else in Overwatch League? Maybe twice we got to see something like that. But like in lower tiers, you'll see some creative stuff. Yeah, you'll see that more often. If you're going to get creative, you need communication and coordination. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. But, um, yeah, thanks, Miggy, for the question. Hopefully we answered that uh, for you uh, satisfactory. I know he answered that. He didn't ask that question for himself. He asked it for a buddy of his who likes to DPS Anna. So if his buddy listens to this, stop doing DPS Anna. <laughs> like yeah, that's, but- that's the official statement we're making here on Watch Voice okay. Radio. What we mean by that is concentrate more on healing, but still you are you have damage. Like you can still set your team up with with grenade. You can help out the soldier or the McCree with the fair in the sky. You have lots of things you could do, but your primary focus is keeping your team alive. Mm. All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and you know start closing up shop here. We do want to bring up, uh, you know, we're, we are looking to do that game show episode, and then we're like, so we're going to start doing monthly community episodes. So uh, we have one person that we're going to bring on for a community episode so far, and um, uh, I think it's F and Flood. He's going to be on the episode, so we're going to, it's going to be F and Flood, and uh, he also agreed to, uh, not agreed, but uh, he also threw his hat name in the hat for the game show episode too. So that's one competitor. We have, you know, let's say two other brave souls that want to come on and like, you know, flex their overwatch knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, podcast. boys and girls, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. So, you know, come on. Nobody, nobody's going to hurt you, but yeah, we are looking for more people for the game show episode. And, um, yeah. So like I said, just either you can either hit us up on Twitter or you can hit us up on discord it's probably better to hit us up on Discord now that I'm thinking about it. And, you know, we can talk about that. Uh, community events. We do have a Xbox game night coming up on August 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hosted by Melietti. I am going to try to make that, but I do believe I am going to have to work on that night. Uh, I'm trying to check on that now, so I'm not 100% sure. But I'm, I'm going to try to be there. But even if I'm not there, I, I heard they had a good time last time, so I, w- I will go for it, guys, if you're on the Xbox. Um, Bob, any any community events that you know about? We have the Cavalry Game Night coming up this Friday night. It's going to be held the Cavalry Discord. That's uh, discord.me slash thecavalry. And it's going to be the first game night Melissa and I get to play in for over a over a month so we're pretty excited we're gonna be there so you guys should come and hang all right nice okay and i always want to bring up prepare to attack you know 
if you are looking to get better at any of the characters in Overwatch, check out Prepare to Attack. Or if you're looking to pick up a new character, check out Prepare to Attack because it'll get you up to speed pretty quickly. Uh, if you haven't heard of the show before, which I'm surprised, like there's so many people who listen to this show who have never heard of Prepare to Attack. So either you're not listening to the entire show or you just blot this part out when you, <laughs> when it starts going. Uh, but there is uh, Prepare to Attack is a great resource so you can learn Overwatch characters. It usually has myself or Bob on it and then a coach from Wild Wild's boot camp so you know you can learn to a use a new GM character. coach. Yeah, a, a GM, GM coach. coach. Yes. So it's definitely good info and please check it out. It, we try really hard not to have anything out of date. Even the couple that are out of date are still pretty good. Pretty good information as long as you're understanding what has changed. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I definitely check that out. And we may have some uh, news for Prepare to Attack coming very soon. So we will let you guys know by next week. And uh, if you're not on the uh, stream with us tonight, you can join us every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And we'd love to hear your Overwatch stories, so you can send those over to us. We'll get into our contact info here in a little bit. We do have a PS4 community, an Xbox One club, and a Discord server, like I mentioned earlier. So the Xbox One club and the PS4 community, is both they're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And the Discord is discord.me slash mash those buttons. And as always, I like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. It's a Facebook group. If you're on Facebook and you want to connect with some Overwatch players and you know, keep up Overwatch news, definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you can catch up with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. Bob, you want to give them your social info? You can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find everything I do there, prepared to attack, I'll recap, all kinds of stuff, streaming, whatever. All right, great. And you can find me on uh, twitter.com slash church of Ja. And I do stream on this channel sometimes, twitch.tv slash matches button, like I mentioned earlier. So, you know, check it out. What's up, Bob? Speaking of which, uh, I just got situated here. Uh, we do know that the Patreon goal of me and Ja uh, streaming on this channel at least once a week for a little bit it needs to happen, and we're going to get that going. Yes. You just basically you just have to kind of figure out a day. So we'll go we'll go ahead and get that done. As promised. <laughs> so um let's see what else we got here. Like so I, we encourage you guys to reach out to us, like I mentioned earlier. So you can email us at WPR at mashthosebuttons.com or you can reach out to us on Twitch, uh on Twitter, well most are on Twitter, um, or Discord. So, you know, reach out to us like I so said, we want to hear from you guys and if you have any comments or questions, you know, feel free to uh, to reach out. And uh, please, want... sorry, I, I thought you were. Please follow us on Twitter. If we had everybody who listens to the show and downloads it follow us, we would have a we would have six or seven times more followers than we have. So please, just make an account. Follow us. Come on, help us out. <laughs> The plea from Blazing Bob. Yes, yeah. please, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you want to help the show out, one of the best ways to do so is to uh, share the show with others and also to rate and review uh, your the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. 
So, uh, you know, thank you for everybody who has done that so far. And also, you know, if you want to take your support a bit further, you can join us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash watchpointradio. And once again, thank you to all the patrons who support us there. It is a tremendous help. You can also buy merch from our Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash smash those buttons. And you can also become a Twitch subscriber right here on our Twitch channel. So we thank everybody who supports us in any way you can. We really do. Thank you guys a lot. Uh, you know, I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show here about our other shows. And with that, I think we are done for the week. Thank you guys for being here. And, uh, you know, thanks, Bob, for showing up, even though you just moved into your new new home. Yeah. And, uh, it's Yeah. I'm glad. I'm just my mic everything said hold it like last week yeah. this feels yeah. good yeah <laughs> alright guys we'll catch you next time Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.